Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Adam Ray here. Welcome back to the About Last Night podcast. If you haven't watched the show before, click subscribe right here. If you have, thank you for coming on back. This is where you get the uh, full episodes, clips, and all that extra podcast jazz. Today's episode is a banger. Jesse Joyce, writer of the Jimmy Kimmel Live show, comedian, and now author of the new book, Killing the Guys Who Killed the Guy Who Killed Lincoln, a nutty story about Edwin Booth and Boston Corbett. Holy shit. This is a... uh, a bonker story, and an even crazier, hilarious historical book written by Jesse. Um, the 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 uh, the origin story of how he uh, uh, wrote this story is uh, is insane. You'll hear all about it in this episode. We talk uh, 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 Lincoln, we talk Trump, we talk Kimmel, we talk Greg Giraldo, who brought uh, Jesse and I together when I hosted for uh, Jesse and Greg uh, at the Irvine Improv in 2000, I believe 10. Um, and it's just a fun episode. Stories for days. Jesse's a gangster in the business, originally from Pittsburgh. And uh, his new book is uh, is one you should go get. And I'm going to have Jesse tell you where you can get that book right here. Oh, yeah, if you want to get it. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a code. You just go try.scribd. Scribd is spelled S-C-R-I-B-D. Try.scribd.com slash Jesse Joyce. And you get a free two-month subscription to check it out. Thanks, Jesse. Follow Jesse on Instagram and Twitter right there. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> on TwickTwalk, Threads, and IG. Follow the podcast at ALN Podcast. Tour dates, oh baby. This week, where am I? I'll tell you where I am. I'm with Sal Volcano in Georgia, Macon, Georgia, Athens, and Savannah with Sal Volcano. Uh, come out and see us. Tickets at SalVolcanoComedy.com. Vegas, thank you very much for coming out. The shows at the Laugh Factory were f- phenomenal, and I thank you for coming out and uh, and, and bringing, the, uh, bringing the fun vibes a lot of tour dates coming up for the rest of the year. San Diego, D.C., and a few more dates with Sal in Chicago before 2024 shows its head. All the ticket information at adamraycomedy.com. Of course, check out the Dr. Phil Bill Burr interview right here. And, um, wow, October 17th, big show. Dr. Phil live at the Comedy Store with Adam Devine and Honors Home. Tickets at comedystore.com for that. Um, and, of course, check out the uh, Jeremy's House special on my YouTube channel, also filmed at the Comedy Store. Uh, out right now. Check that out. And uh, and I think that's it. All your Adam Ray merch at adamraycomedy.com. Tickets there as well. But now, enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Jesse Joyce. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch.
Welcome back to the show, my man. Hey. Jesse Joyce, in the house. Writer, comic, father, actor? No, I mean, I do like little shitty bits on Kimmel. On Kimmel. But yeah, but like just because I'm just cause a you're there. writer there. Yeah, so. Or people, like as a goof, will pitch me in the bit, you know? So so, so your IMDb page is pretty scarce. Yeah, it was supposed to, like, I, I, I played just like a looming, gangly monsters a lot, you know? So, like, I've done like Bigfoot and like fucking. Uh, Wait, in something Texas. non Kimmel? No, no, no. Like, oh, on, okay. like on Kimmel, whenever like somebody writes a bit and they're like, we need like a, like a, you know, terrifying, hulking <laughs> presence. <laughs> Because, you know, like, writers are all, like, you know, kind of soft little dorks, most of them. Yeah. And I'm 6'4". And so, like... You're kind of an I anomaly. Get, yeah, yeah. Like, so so it's just I always get roped into, like, hey, you be Michael Myers or you be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy or so you be funny. Bigfoot or whatever. So, like, I'm always just these, like... Like, by writer standards, I'm enormous. Right. You know? So, yeah. yeah. I will say this. There is um, there is something about the strike, the writer strike ending yeah. that I think has made, and we were just talking about this before we started, that's made... Um, well, you were saying that what Seth Meyers said. What about the? No, show? it wasn't Seth Meyers. It was his head writer. Had his head a, writer had a joke on Twitter that was uh, that was I will never again take this job for granted until Monday at lunchtime, which like w- was what it felt like was just that we were all like so thrilled to be back, and then kind of immediately it was like fuck, I got a lot of work to do. You know, like it was immediately like kicking in these to these bits that like I, I have some like you know dumb like. Uh, game on the street with like Hollywood Boulevard weirdos, yeah. you know, and they were like, "Is that ready to go?" And I'm like, "I don't even remember what the fuck it is." Like, you know, wow, like, like all this stuff that was that like pitched back. like five months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, so I had to watch me in rehearsal doing the bit and go like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh right, that thing, yeah, wow. sure, I remember that." Yeah, of Wait, course. Which game so, is that? The whole oh, it's like a new thing that we haven't done yet, but gotcha. it, it's like incredibly stupid and just like very easy. But it's really more about like finding you know Hollywood Boulevard goofs. How great of a luxury is it to have your show? The Jimmy Kimmel Live Show on the Boulevard, where you have—that's one way to look at it. The sure, <laughs> airport. Yeah, uh, you know, of who's who. I mean, the Boulevard, the Vegas Airport, and maybe a comedy club. I think is the most diverse group of people you're going to find on the yeah, planet. Yeah, you just have to recognize it is also the workplace I have to go to every day. Right, and like, so you're like, saying, so I got to walk out of my building over to the studio and like walk past like a hundred. Uh, Elmo's that reek of urine and then like kind of navigate this gauntlet of dipshits trying to take a picture of of Winnie the Pooh's star which like it's like wait Pooh has a star yeah of course he yeah sure he's a famous cartoon bear but like the the point like I'll even give it to you and Joe Jonas doesn't does he Uh, probably not I don't know we got paid for it too you know that right you got buy your own star yeah yeah, you it's have to, pay, like, to pay, play? pay for it and like maintain it. You got to pay like an annual whoa, whoa, thing whoa, to whoa. maintain your star. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. So that's like a thing. So, like, I'm not saying it's a scam, so there- but I what the point is like, <laughs> fine. If you come from like you know, whatever Tulsa, and you want to, you desperately like yes. are like a Burt Reynolds fan, yeah, and then you see his name on the sidewalk, like, sure, okay, take a picture of that. Yes, that's still dumb because it's just literally his name on a sidewalk. Yep. But okay, guarantee you're never looking back at that photo. To like Winnie the Pooh, like Donald Duck's star, they'll just like, oh my god, wow, you know, like Bethany, get over here, it's Donald Duck's star, (laughs) and they all like take the they like take pictures of this fucking piece of sidewalk with Donald Duck's name on it, and like, and that's in my way because I have to bustle back and forth, wow, down the sidewalk. So, so you know, yes, it is like a real gem to be able to find goofballs on the street when we're doing bits, but. You know, the daily gauntlet of trying to navigate around 
that yeah. can also get exhausting. Little, yeah, exhausting. But it's fine. So, Some of those. Ca- I want, see, I'm already complaining. I'm like, day, it's the week one of me having a job again, and I don't mean to be like you, I'm very happy. No, this is there's a difference be between but, complaining and comedically venting. Yeah, sure. And you're yeah. you're observing. You're doing what your job is. Right. Observe and report. Yeah. So. Uh, and also, when you have again been gifted the boulevard as your you know walkthrough, um, I mean, there's there's got to be things. I, so I've you know I've written for the Oscars a couple of times. I oh, always yeah. think it's very funny mm-hmm. when the VO like Voice of God thing will announce like we'll be right back with the Academy Awards live from Hollywood and Highland. Like they say Hollywood and Highland, like it's this glamorous like. Oh no no! Oh my God! There's Hollywood a guy Highland. jerking off on yeah, another yeah. guy. That's what I mean. Jerking yeah. off yeah. on yeah. Elmo's yeah. Uh, costume. Yeah, it's that, like you could always find a pizza box with with poop in it, like on pizza like, box with poop in it or a sandal with cum on it. That's it's Hollywood Holly- and Highland, exactly. and that should be what and it is. So that's what. Yeah, that's exactly. What I was. I even pitched a joke for the Oscars. It was like you know the, to get the voice of God to go like you know uh, the, we'll be right back with the Oscars live. Uh, uh, live right next door to the Walgreens, where there's always something where oh, somebody's always shouting, <laughs> like because that's what that's what that's, it's like. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, so. we'll be right back with Selma Blair, yeah. Selma Hayek, Carrie Washington, and potentially a fight between SpongeBob <laughs> and a guy dressed as Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who yeah. wins the string cheese? Who wins the Oscar for best a- a- yeah. actor? We'll find out. Yeah. So is, is yeah. Right? So it's like it's funny because it's like that one day out of the year, it's like the most glamorous place in America. No way. And then the rest of the time, it's just like people don't even know what Hollywood it's, it's Highland is. It's the Times Square of Los Angeles. You it know is. What I mean? Like so. Yeah. So. Yeah, the knockoff version. Which I also worked in years and years ago. Times Square. I worked in. Yeah, I was a waiter at Planet Hollywood like 25 Holy years shit. ago, very briefly. And so I'd have to run that gauntlet too of like, you know, mentally ill cookie monsters to get to <laughs> work. You know, like. So. What's worse, the Times Square or the Hollywood Boulevard? Um, you know. I feel I know, it's tough. Like, they just got their own flavor, right? I, well, I see. It's hard to tell, like, because because uh, I was a younger guy, so I don't know if I was just not attuned to the potential dangers. Right. You know what I mean? I was in my early twenties. You're a little more then, aloof, and then you know now I'm a father of two in my forties. So I feel like that's an unfair. You, can, it's not a scientific, right? Because like you know, I don't know. Am I more afraid of probably? Uh, Pete on Elmo, yeah, because I'm in my 40s. And I, have chill, I have I have shit to lose. I think you're more afraid you of know? pee in general as you get older. Yeah, well, no, well, but also when you have kids, like you're much more comfortable around urine. Gotcha. So like, there is that. So like, my okay. so, my, my bed is pissed in a lot more, like more now that I have a four and a six year old than any time since <laughs> I got sober 18 years ago. There was a lot that like so wow. that was that's been. <laughs> so, Did you ever wet the nice bed trajectory. from drinking? Oh sure, of course. Think, yeah, um, like, you don't quit drinking like. If you don't piss the bed, you know what I mean? That's one Didn't, of the- Didn't uh, Greg <clears throat> Geraldo have a great bit about, um, I want to say it was on Good Day Across the River about, I don't know if it was Ping, it was the one the the bit about coming home drunk and still wearing your motorcycle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I want to say there yeah. was a pee in the bed joke in there somewhere, but maybe not. He was like naked wearing a motorcycle. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just so, assumed nude yeah. in bed, urine yeah, he, is he shortly may, behind. <laughs> he may have. Um, man, pee in the bed. I think I've, I want to say I did it in college. Okay. Someone came in, a drunk girl one time came, I was like living on a floor with a bunch of people. She came into my room looking for a different, she was on the wrong floor. No. And came in and peed in my bed and then left. Like, so that was a, it was like, it was Get a really confusing. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. So that, that happened one time. So that's, I still, it was mysterious. I don't know who it was. That's like when day. someone gets in your car and mistakes it for an Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then pees in your car. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, I've done I've done that too. Like not get, I, I, but like I've like tried the door handle of someone else's oh, I've gotten car when they're in the driver's seat. I'll give you the responses I've gotten from the drivers when I've gotten in the back. Mm -hmm. Only out of the five times I've probably done it in however long Uber's been around, I want to say coming up on probably ten years, right? Something, yeah. And uh, four out of the five times it was this. Hey, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and then the one one time it was. Whoop. <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you're not Adam? He was like, nah. And the guy, thankfully, was baked out of his mind. So uh -huh. I think he was more like, sure, you know, confused that it probably wouldn't have been too far off for him to shortly after that be like, have you been here the whole time? Because he yeah, didn't look yeah, like yeah. he knew that he was driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, might just go like, oh, shit. I forgot I'm supposed to drive you home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's fun. Um, wait, how has uh, a lot of questions here? Sure. Being a dad. Yeah. How has that? Uh, your, your Congratulations on getting married. But oh, I thanks. Seen, yeah. I, I noticed your wedding ring. Yeah. I, I mean, I texted you about yes, that. Yes. Coming up on nice uh, a year. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Congratulations. The kids That's are probably shortly news. around the corner. For real? I think so. We, okay. go, we go back and forth. Yeah. And I've been um, heavily pitched by a handful of comics in the last couple months wait, wait, to do it. To, they're leaning toward, yeah. Yeah. They're do just they like, have kids? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like, why aren't you doing it? I don't think I've only ever met one person who truly is like, I want my old life back. Oh. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, totally. Okay. But he also, I think, was saying that a little bit to, for dramatic effect. Right. He also, he seems tired. Yeah. But he uh, he just was like, he's like, it's just, he's like, dude, every other day I feel like I'm going to take one of them to the hospital because like one of them's shoving a car up their ass. I'm like, yeah, is Steve sure. O your kid? And yeah. then. Uh, no, no, no. They all do that. They all do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just seemed like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, but but I was like, I feel like you di you have to if they're all still alive, and yeah. I know, and I'm like, you're pretty competent, like from just knowing you these past few years. But um, yeah, I don't know how has how has it changed your comedy, and how has it uh, changed? I guess going back to work now, because I'm sure there was a little bit of a, I don't know, like getting to spend that much time with them, right? Was pretty. Yeah, well, it, weirdly, I mean, like the, it was the uh, COVID was kind of strike training wheels in a way, you know yeah. what I mean? Because it was like. I mean, I got to, I was lucky enough that we got to work through COVID from yeah. home, you know, so we were still writing the show. Uh, so, but, you know, I was just like, had them around all the time. Like, so, which has been like most of their lives, you mm -hmm. know, because they're pretty young, yeah. you know. Um, they're how old? Six and four. Wow. So the, my daughter was like pretty much all COVID. Like, yeah. so she kind of, there wasn't really, there was like a few months before it happened. Right. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm kind of like, to be honest with you, like used to having them around like kind of all the time, you yeah. know, so that wasn't. Um, and I was like trying to cobble together what I could during the strike to like work on things I could like help write other guys stand up and that kind of shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but um, and this book, you know, so that's yes. what we'll talk about later. But um, but yeah, like I don't know, like well, to be, it's it it uh, it made it impossible for me to do stand up for the first few years, you know. So like I'm kind of now the strike also helped me like now be able to get back into stand up, but I kind of had to take a break from it, yeah, because like, it was just like. What a fucking unfair nightmare to like leave for the weekend and like yeah like I work all week doing like writing and then to, like make my wife have to deal with them on her own like yeah. that's not fair at all like that's a you gotta find that really balance. shitty thing to do because they're yeah. just you know they're impossible to like do on your own you know so but now they like you can like tell them to brush their teeth and they will so like it's like a real Rubicon that's been crossed they still like shit themselves you know but like <laughs> but like they you can like give them an, a them simple in. instruction and they can like. Follow through That's on huge, it. That's huge, huh? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Knowing so, that like, you don't have to kind of hold their hand through 
everything yeah like now. yeah oh yeah like literally everything and like and more just like being sure that they, like you know just uh, th- there was a phase where they're just like every minute of the day just like actively trying to kill themselves you know what i mean like like Fuck. so that's like the first couple years is just that so it's like also i can't leave i can't go do stand you know what i mean like i can't yeah. just leave her to, yeah there's two of them to like watch you know so yeah. you can't but, just let them babysit each other yeah because you i think you do need like the number of you need to either outnumber your kids or have the same number like gotcha i don't do three that's a fucking or more that's a horrendous idea yeah, you know, look like, at people i mean think about like <laughs> i don't know like, like i have I have a buddy. He was a uh, uh, is a very funny writer, uh, and uh, it, it was a fascinating like psychological like sociological study I did on him. And he didn't know it was um, I knew him when he had two kids, and then when he had three kids, and we used to be in a writers' room together. And it was fascinating to watch that the number of jokes he made about killing himself like skyrocketed like five hundred percent, like between two and three. Like when it was two, he was just like stressed out all the time. Yeah. When it was three kids. It was like just <laughs> I was just I should probably just kill us. You know what I mean? Like it was like that. Like oh, man. so yeah. So it made me go like, oh, okay, that's like the number that you can have is like yeah. no more <laughs> than two. Because it gets yeah. real. After we that. put like a jar on the table, and every time he made a joke about it, he had to put a dollar in the jar. And at the end of the the like the season of the show, we we had like ended up like donating like like 175 bucks to like a suicide hotline. <laughs> like cause, oh my cause, god! And that was like a direct result of like he never did that before. A third baby entered the picture. Wow. So yeah, so just keep that in mind. If uh, that's a little indicator for you. Do they know you're funny? Who the kids? Yeah, yeah. My son. Well, I don't know if they, they. They. I mean, they think I'm funny, but like you know, they like it's stupid shit. They think it's funny, but yeah. like, but my son. But they laugh at you. Yeah, but he gets he understands like jokes like on a real sort of like he'll write wow. like puns and stuff. Like wow, he can, he'll like come up with puns and like share them with me. Like hey dad, what do you you know? Like, How awesome is that? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like yeah. what is, are they good? No, well, I mean whatever. Like they're they're I'm impressed as hell because like I remember when he couldn't do that when yep. I was like yep. just what he was like inch, he was about to drown in the bathtub every day. So, yeah, and now so he's it's nice to, to go like oh the- look like we would like. We were like building a desk together, like some IKEA bullshit or whatever, and, and he was like, "What did one hammer? You know, like it was say, what did one hammer say to the other hammer? I nailed it or whatever." And it was like, "Oh, right. like oh that like he understands how like wordplay works and how like you know uh, like colloquialisms and like he he gets like oh that's a cliche and if you say it you know like it has a double meaning and yeah. what, you know like that kind of stuff like like so he's he kind of gets that so it's like fun to see that you know yeah at like, least at least you didn't. Yeah, so, at least they're like kind of in context too. Yeah, and it's not like you know what are the uh, foot say to the arm? Like, hey, you know any good Jew bars around here? Like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah it was He doesn't understand Judaism at all. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah. He has a, like he has a <laughs> that that has a That's what... conversation. Yeah, um, we're waiting to get into that. Yeah, I yeah. But, I think <laughs> puns but, is a good intro into comedy. Yeah, yeah. But and also like if you you can just ask Google to tell you a kid's joke. And it will just do it, you oh, know? that's right. And so, like, so we do that sometimes. It helps them, like, you know, like, the whatever. Just, like, what do you call it? Alligator in a vest. An investigator, right? And he's like, oh, I get You know, like. funny. So, it's, yeah, it's, like, a cute, you know, so. Do they know? Um, My daughter you, doesn't, though, yeah, by the way. Yeah, no clue. Because, you know, women aren't. But do they even know? They can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. No, she's just because she's four. She doesn't, yes, like, dude. she hasn't, like, pieced it together quite yet. Like, so, like, my son will, like, get it and, like. Like his favorite joke is what? Uh, why does a duck have tail feathers to cover its butt quack? Right? Like he thinks that's funny. F- right? It's it's cute, right? It is funny. And then she will just try to do like any animal. You know, she's like, why does a hippo have tail feathers to cover its butt? And it, like, you know, what I mean, she's right. like, ah oh, man, like, real you don't close. Get it. Like yeah. you're near it, but yeah. But I think that maybe something clicks when you're like five or six. Yeah. 
don't know. Anyway. There's another good one. Uh, what, do you, what do you call a duck that does meth? Uh, a, a quack addict, right? Yeah. Is that what quack yeah. Head, yeah. Quack head, yeah. Yeah, either, yeah, funny. Yeah, I mean, I can figure out <laughs> children's jokes. I'm a professional comedy writer at a very high level. Like, I, you don't have to like, stump me with fucking kid jokes. I'm not, I'm not also six. Wait, wait like, have they seen you on TV? Yeah. Do they know that, can they watch, they don't even know what Kimmel. No, they don't understand any yeah. of that shit. Like, and, and also, it doesn't matter to kids. It doesn't mean anything to them. Like, they don't have any fucking, you know, like, uh, so, but, wait, like, like when my, you, do you know, do you know Max Burgos? He's my agent. He's a very yes, funny dude. He used to be good my guy. Agent. Yeah, yes. right. So Max, uh, what happened? What did you guys? No, oh man, I don't know. He came it. to the premiere of The Heat so. in 2013, and then just said it better get better than this, and then he went, <laughs> went to the get He's popcorn. Funny. I think, yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but uh, I'm gonna chew nicotine. Yeah, please. Uh, what was I what say? flavor? Uh, it's the fruit kind. Does it help? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for like eight years. Is that Chantix? So that's all I know. One of. could say it doesn't work because I've been doing it eight years, but. I have no intention of ever like quitting smoke. Like I mean, I, I had to quit smoking, but yeah, I have no intention of not chewing nicotine gum. You have to, yeah. I'm if just it helps, keep doing that. But, now, wait, wait, real um, quick. No, what I was gonna say Go just ahead, real, yeah. is the, about kids and their yes. lack of understanding yes. of how this shit works. The Larry the Cable Guy roast. Um, he brought his son, who at the time was like three or four. Like it was absolutely like right in the sweetest possible spot for him to give a shit. He like loved cars. You know that movie, the oh, cars yeah. movies? Larry's in that, right? He's got well, a yeah, he's like the truck, right? Yeah. He's like the the uh, tow truck. Right. And so, we, and I got, I was like too, I was like, oh my God, dude, you're gonna get to meet the the truck. You're gonna get to meet wow. fucking the, the truck. You know? And then like he met Larry the Cable Guy and it was like, he's like, he was so under, he was just like, what? This is like a fat old guy. You know I mean, what I mean? It was it like, no, of course, because it doesn't mean anything to them. No. You know what I mean? So it was like, well, you're not a truck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that was kind of the, like he, he had this like incredibly disappointed like expectation <laughs> that he was going to meet a talking truck. Oh my God. I was just God. like, well, who the fuck is this? Yeah. I want to see this fat old man. I want to see a truck. Like you told me I was going to see a talking truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. And Larry, to his credit, was like, yeah, I don't know why people do this. Like kids don't get it. Like, you know, so. Was he pretty receptive to uh, getting roasted? Yeah. He was like mm -hmm. a really good sport about it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all the, <clears throat> you and Greg jammed on how many together? Oh, I don't know. I, I've done, You've well, it's hard to say. I, I've done 13 now, I think, but like he died after, his last one was David Hasselhoff. Yes. So I don't know how many have been since then. Okay. But I think I did like six with him maybe, something I, like that. And I think you would tell me before that like you guys would jam just you guys. Yeah. And I didn't realize this until uh, recently when I heard you talk about this, that you guys wouldn't even submit your shit until the day before, the day of oh, yeah, the roast, yeah. because yeah. you didn't, and he wouldn't work them out. This blew my mind, because <clears throat> you were saying Jeff Ross, who's a uh, Roastmaster General, would go around, and I would see him at the, at the store and, and, yeah. and running his set, and you said Greg never, just the first time he did the jokes was the roast. Yeah, he didn't want anybody, like, it's a different style, like, you know, like, that works for Jeff, and that's great, he can tweak them and whatever else, and also, that's his entire, like, that's his brand, you know what I mean, so, like, people feel like they're getting to see 1000%. like a peek behind the curtain yes. when Jeff does that. Yes. So it's cool. But like, yeah, Greg, like absolutely didn't want to burn any of the material in advance. So literally the first time he said it was into the microphone at the roast, like not even at rehearsal, wow. like at rehearsal, he would like do fake jokes. Uh, Cause he didn't want to burn the actual, like wow. he didn't want anybody seeing it. And, uh, and so that was like fun for us. Like if we talked about this then already, but that was like really fun for us was the, the idea that like, that was because there was an entire staff like cranking away on jokes and we were also the two of us tucked away cranking on jokes yeah and like we never saw each other's until like the roast itself that day and that was like super fun then to see like who cracked it you know what i mean like yeah. who's the one who came up with the you know better 
uh, Joan Rivers old you know dry vagina joke yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like so that was like really fun for that reason is so. there there's a confidence to that there must be I mean to not do your shit until the day of right of just like you guys just know that he's yeah yeah the I joke mean, is know, that like, good to to hit on day of without running it anywhere yeah because he didn't want you like, guys laugh or what oh yeah I mean like at a point you kind of know like you do know like with stand up it's 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 kinda up in the air. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You have to kinda do it in front of a crowd to sure. know. But with roast jokes, they're like surgical. You know what I mean? It's like like they're so precise and specific yeah. that like you have like sh- you know, like kind of sharpened it like a samurai sword to the point where it's like like you could look at it on a page and go, like, this is absolutely a gem. Like yes. this will work. Like yes. you don't need to try it out right. in advance, like to get a laugh to find out if you need to tweak it anymore. Like it's so you guys it's wouldn't dumb. have you guys didn't need each other to like gauge if something was like, well the two of us I guess like the two of us if we it made the two of us laugh yeah. then it was like finished right. then we knew it was a good joke right. you know so um yeah. so <clears throat> crazy to so the Trump one you guys did no he that no. was the first one was that, that he, after oh that was the first one that was after. very that was like extra sad for me because like because yeah because because that was the first one that Greg had died and I was like a you know, just kind of off on my own. Oh, man. And they, they just basically, like, you know, just folded me into the writing staff for that yeah. one. So that was the first one that I didn't have a, a Greg to write for. And then on top of it, it was Donald Trump, who was just, like, an absolute piece of shit the whole way. Like, he was. Uh, at the time. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. It, like, you know, I'm not, this is that. not me, like, rewriting reverse engineering history. Like, yes. you will find, like, uh, articles of, Quotes of me talking about what a diabolical bag of dicks he was back in 2015, wow. how he handled his roast. Wow. Like, he sucked. Like No part of, if somebody had told you during that experience, hey, this guy's going to be president someday. No, that was like a joke. Like, we kept making that joke, you know, like that he would run for president. But, like, it's it, it, the only thing that's disappointing to me is that, like, the sort of, like, immense volume of shit that we know about him now, we didn't at the time. You gotcha. know what I mean? Like, gotcha, gotcha. Like, there was no... Uh, you know, porn star payoff, and you know, like there was none of that yeah, stuff. Like that would have been great. You're just going off to of, have yeah, at totally. the roast. It was just mostly just like he's an impotent, you know, fat pretend yeah. billionaire. But yeah, actually, pretend. you couldn't even do those jokes <clears throat> about him be, not being rich. Why? Because like, he would say because that was his one thing, which was so absurd. Was like everybody gets a thing that they get to say, like that's kind of like off limits. You know what I mean? And and it's always reasonable. You know, it's always like, don't make fun of my children or whatever. You know what okay. I mean? Or like, so everyone, every uh, roast person getting They roasted. usually will say, like, they'll have a couple <clears throat> things that are off limits, you know, like, and that's fair, you know, like, and it's it's never something that would make you go, like, come on, don't be a. If the know. mom passed of AIDS. Right. Or that, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm real sensitive about my mom. Die. Like, just let's not do okay. that or whatever it is, you yeah. know, like, like Bob Saget was like, don't make fun of the Olsen twins. It was like, okay, yeah, that's a reasonable thing to ask. You know what I mean? Like, it's not their roast. I feel like it it's, happened anyway, didn't it? It did. But still, like, yeah. it was a good rule of thumb to like, don't smash them. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so, and he was good natured about it and right. all that stuff. Right. But, um, but yeah, Trump's only thing was don't say I'm not as rich as I am. Like, that was literally his, his thing. Like, you cannot undervalue my net worth or properties or whatever so not but yeah my and that's fam- what, but my family you can say they're all pieces oh, of shit. absolutely yeah but don't undermine my value yeah don't like undervalue what i'm worth like that was like his whole thing and he would like i mean i've talked about this but but like he really like he would uh actively like jack up the numbers in his script for stuff like like there was um <laughs> like he literally there's like they, they you could see like there's some huffington post article or something that actually has like scanned in like a document from his, his like rebuttal that he like crossed out shit and changed numbers and stuff like like there like uh, there's this one joke about it was like toward the end of his thing that was something the effect of um 
uh, that uh, that you know he uh, is responsible for like all the world's problems, like bed bugs and scabies and you know like herpes and whatever else. And but like he's like uh, he doesn't even live here. He's like a like Earth slumlord essentially, yeah. right? So he like lives in a a golden penthouse space station, like Italian marble. Right. It's like it's beautiful. And then he starts like selling, you know, like talking about the sort of amenities of his space station. Right. And he says that it was a uh, fifty thousand foot square foot. And he changed that number to like a hundred thousand. Like he jacked Fuck up. Fuck out of here. He needed people to know that his fictitious space station was larger than it was, which is literally exactly what he is currently being indicted for: is over inflating the value yeah. of things. That's and very it's like, illegal. I know for sure he did that because I watched him do it with a fake space station. I watched him double the size of a fake space station oh. that came oh out of our God. brains. Like you know what I mean? Like, but back then it's just it's very laughable. You're just like this guy is such a cartoon character of a human being, right? Yeah, but he wasn't like not in a good way. Like I mean, yeah, like like he was just a contemptible. Yeah. Like I don't know. That's why like any of these like you know like uh, whatever Casey Hutchinson or whoever these like these people who come out like finally and they write a book and yeah. they're like oh you know like you know they like kind of see the light and they you know former administration people right. it's like how did you fucking not know they, like I knew he was a piece of shit when I saw him in a Pizza Hut commercial in like 1984 <laughs> even the way like, he talked to Kevin McAllister in Home Alone too yeah exactly it was like like I was like this guy's not for me he's no. a he's a real douchebag like, tell, man. like from yeah like like Pizza Hut commercials like in the 80s like how did you not get that sense man I saw like, him this on guy's a, a scumbag I saw him on a late uh, tonight show with uh, Jay Leno once and Dave Matthews and Scarlett Johansson were the guests and Dave like made some comment about like he's like if we flew in here late last night and like on a on a regular commercial jet not on like Mr. Trump hoping to get up to you babe like Mr. Trump and Trump just like smiled and then turned out toward the crowd and went like and just was like <laughs> waiting for an applause right. yeah for like that's right I've got a big plan like yeah I mean there's a level of um, just megalomania that's it's absurd it's yeah pathological. almost respectable yeah. to a certain degree I mean to me right now. This is the last thing I'll say about this guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Can't. But here's the thing. It's like Trump jokes, I feel like at this point, it's like he's continuing to keep himself. You guys, you can't not talk about because he's yeah. continuing to give material and he's continuing to get on camera. And what I think now is w w if you're looking at him and, and Biden comparatively, it's like Biden is old, old guy. And Trump is like crazy old guy where yeah. it's like he's still <clears throat> You know, if you're at a barbecue with a crazy old guy that's like, you know, I'm number one on Facebook. Right. Versus Joe just being like, eh, you know, yeah. You know, like it's, there's, yeah. Eh, Fraggle Rock nearby, you know, like whatever it is. Right. It's just, it's it, tr the fact that Trump can be somewhat articulate and coherent is keeping him like, because it's all still bonkers. They're on, the, they're operating through the same, the same guy turning the wheel for all their sentences in their right. brain works at the same factory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, they're both like, yeah, like my kids are approximately that age gap <laughs> that Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden are. They're yeah. both like, you know what I mean? Like on the, t like they're just on the old end of it, but it's like both of my children, I don't trust, like they're, they're both, they might as well be the same age. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah, there's, exactly. there's very little development, right. like right. improvement between four and six, just like there is very little developmental yeah. de-evolution de 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 <laughs> between yes. Uh, 81 and 79 You know what I mean Like they might as well be But then you look at Harrison Ford Doing 15 Indiana Jones movies And you're like Fuck I guess Yeah I mean <laughs> Whatever like, But he's not Fucking president Like he could Too Sure shy. go ahead Do whatever yeah. the fuck Yeah Yeah you know Like there's always Like a story about Some grandma who runs The New York City Marathon Like good fine Go ahead yeah. do that Whatever I don't care No thanks like, But like I'm not gonna I don't want them To be president you How know? do you guys deal with um, I guess now coming out Of the writer's strike And just 
you know, uh, and you guys are the best, dude. I mean, it's like oh, your thanks. jokes, your monologue. I've told you this many a times, dude. Kimmel's the best with the monologue. The jo- the your bits, your your. It's just it's real smart, man. But also silly, playful. You just you, you span the gamut with um with giving the audience uh, a, a variety of things to chew on. Yeah, well, um, I'm a small part of it, but thanks. But that's the thing that I'm proud is the I'm proud of about the show too is that like comedy people always hands down are like Kimmel's the one that I like. You yeah, know man. What I mean? So like like if if people who are also in that it, you know what I mean like. Like you, you would go if you if you needed to get your toilet fixed, you would go with the guy that plumbers say is like this guy's the oh, plumber. Oh yeah, man. You know what I mean? So like, I think the Bro- fact that comedy people are like, yeah, you know, Kimmel's the one. Like it, it. I'm I'm, I'm proud to work on a show like that. You know? How do you so, guys? You're jamming on the monologue too, right? With all yeah, them, yeah. How can you just break down like a day of of jamming on that? Like you got sure. like, you guys came in, let's say Monday. I mean, like coming yeah. back from the strike. I mean, I'm assuming it's business as usual, right? You try yeah. to get back to your old habits, your old routines of like. I don't know. Is there is there just a meeting, almost like the beginning of an SNL week? Everyone sits down and no, no, no. It doesn't work like that. But like so, like this week was a weird example, just for the fact okay. that we didn't have a week prior. Okay. Like so, like next week will be a good example, or this week is a good example, okay? Right, because we had last week, right? right? So, um, like so, what it, it at seven a.m. we get we get a packet in our uh, inbox yeah. that is here's a bunch of the news stories, right? That somebody has called through. And uh, there's a guy who has a terrible job that he has to start looking for news stories at like 4.30 in the morning or whatever. Oh, right? my God. So that they get to us at 7, right? So then he uh, sends them to us, and then we basically just write a bunch of jokes to those. And then, like, you have to turn those in by 9 a.m. And then, basically, Jimmy will send us something back by 10 a.m. that's like he's called through that whole packet and has picked jokes, right? So And then we get in, and there's a rehearsal, and then that's where we will see, like, bits that were taped the day before or like you know ones that are edited together yeah that kind of thing you know or uh and then we watch clips of like news clips of like you know goofy shit that happened in the news or you know clips of trump you know misspeaking and, yeah you know whatever saying that he's running against obama or whatever insane right. thing he's <laughs> right. doing right now right. you know so like that kind of stuff and we'll watch those and then p- then he picks those and then uh then after lunch we like write jokes for all those clips and then just other news will come in throughout the day, and we'll work on those. And then there usually be like a, a f- four, a five o'clock like look ahead to the next like coming up, whatever we have Harrison Ford on the show, whatever it is. Like yeah. then like write a bits for that coming up, like yeah. some sort of like forward thinking ideas for the next day, you know. And then we tape the show at four thirty, and then and we watch the monologue, and then we go. So that's it. Fuck. That's the day. So it's it's really like kind of. Like from about like uh, I'd say after you've like a little reprieve from seven to nine, it's super busy because you're right. just trying to cram out as many jokes as you can, and then like starting at like eleven, it's busy for the rest of the day. Like so, yeah. How much is Jimmy? He's there for the, all the rehearsal and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. And um, is it pretty much like a free for all? Like just he's like, hey, throw anytime something you know. A, a well, it's not like nobody's or... like just sh- usually like. Well, yeah, I mean you could shout shit if you want to like in the rehearsal yeah. or whatever, but like you usually like. At that point, we're like kind of like making notes about like, oh, this clip is funny. Maybe we could do something with this. Mm. And, you know, like that happened to me today in rehearsal. There was like a clip for something that I was like, oh, okay, this isn't a thing that that's like, you can encapsulate the pitch in just me shouting it out. Yeah, I'm gonna write it down and send it in later in the day, which I did. Gotcha. So like, so in theory, if he picks it tonight, it could be something I work on tomorrow. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that. That's how it works. Do you guys discuss ever like? 
all right, we're, you know, no, like, less Trump jokes this week or less jokes about, you know, something, again, that's like a big story for a while. Or is it really just day-to-day? Like it's, you, it is really day-to-day. You have to treat you know? each. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then also, like, looking ahead to, like, the, you know, whatever. The World Series is coming up. We're going to have to have, yeah. you know, like, like that kind of stuff. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. there's that kind of stuff always. And, like, you know, just right now we're pitching, like, you know, like Halloween ideas and stuff like that, you know, and which we probably would have done a few weeks ago had we not been on strike, you yeah. know. But so, like, and I have, a like, a Christmas bit that I just pitched that we couldn't do for, like, three years because of COVID. But for we're going to try to do it this time around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a sketch thing that we just weren't able to do because it requires a lot of people yeah. and we couldn't have them, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, like, so I'm getting started to work on that. Awesome. So, like, that kind of shit. So there is, like, forward-thinking stuff, but the rest of it is, like, very day-to-day, you know, trying to get it done, like, by 4 p.m., you know? God damn. So, yeah. Well, the uh, fake uh, parents ate the candy thing make a return? Oh, yeah. It is. You know what? I, I assume – I don't know. I assume it would, but, again, maybe there wasn't time to get the call out because of the strike. Like, if it weren't for the strike, surely there would be. But oh, there's got to be time, right? Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. How what am I talking about? It's supposed away. to be. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's. Yeah. So, yes, in theory, I assume because they put because the, it's that night that it happens yeah. on Halloween. And then it's right. the next day, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, usually it's one of those, like, I was thinking, like, those viewer bits where people have to send shit yeah. in. Yeah. But that is, like, contingent on it happening Halloween night. So there is still time. What so. do you think about those? So, it's always funny when when there's. Some people that comment like this is so mean and why yeah no I think it's kids. hilarious like having kids like I think that it's great like yeah. I wouldn't do it to my own children like because <laughs> I'm not a fucking monster like I'm not, I'm not a total asshole I mean, like why would I do that to my kids some of the parents so, are like, just maniacally laughing yeah as yeah the kid like is I don't sobbing. know yeah I don't know what was wrong with the parents that do do it but I think it's hilarious and delightful <laughs> it's um, fun to watch it it's fun it's... to watch yeah it's like yeah it's fun to watch kids like fall down and whatever like it's funny wait how it's about my own how about the stuff that do you chime in on the stuff like that Jimmy's gotten you know uh famous for these monologues about uh, the healthcare system or yeah yeah he's cool about that like like uh, like on days where there's something like serious or dramatic or whatever like it, it, they'll really just like you know like just send your thoughts like your legitimate thoughts on the issue you wow. know what i mean like so it's not you're not like trying to go for jokes mm. you know like after a shooting or whatever like that kind of thing but it's just like you know like whatever just like an open forum to and you send that kind of stuff in and like you know sometimes he may like oh i like that sentiment or whatever but like you know for the most part it's him doing that yeah. you know like because you're not gonna put words in his mouth when right. it's like a serious issue necessarily but right. like but you know i mean i i'm like on the like on a on a sillier note like i'm on the sort of a radicalized moron QAnon desk you know mm. like that's kind of my territory is like anti-vaxxers and dipshits like that so like a lot of times like i'll find some fucking con man who like some whatever dipshit chiropractor who right. is like <laughs> saying that you know the vaccines cause pregnant women to you know uh have miscarriages or whatever stupid shit like that and i'll go like you, you know like i'd love to, i think that this moron should be talked about you know what yeah, i mean and i'll yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know like that and i'll write up a whole okay, funny chunk cool, about yeah. it like that kind of thing so and then that so like you know whatever but like what about like going after so you, oh go ahead no so it's like there are times where you do feel like you're like like it's it was and i felt the void when i was on strike to like not have that outlet because like you know there are plenty of times where it's like there are times where it's like they'll do some, somebody will do something infuriating and then you make fun of Ted Cruz and call him a gelatinous butt worm or whatever it is. Yeah. And then that ends up on like and then he it gets and he gets mad at it and you get to see the repercussion. Like yeah. you get to see. Yeah. Like I had something a few like a couple of years that like Fox News was like a whole weekend of them griping about like they were so like 
can you believe that you know Tucker Carlson's like can you believe that what he said you know, about you people you know what I mean like oh that's what he thinks God. about it like whatever like that kind of thing it was like oh yeah that was my idea you wow know? Like, that's so it's cool. fun to see that happen Fuck you know yeah. Like, so yeah that's exciting <clears throat> there's a uh, there's a new one now with Aaron Rodgers that I feel like is pretty fun that he's going after my boy Travis Kelsey for being what's he called Mr. Pfizer I think oh right yeah yeah, yeah yeah which is just like it's so funny because a I'm like oh you're so not cool Aaron Rodgers yeah. And this is aside from any sort of vax talk, whatever. Right. You're just clearly a boring guy. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey is mm. so cool. And yeah. I've smoked weed with him. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And I don't, and Aaron Rodgers is in the woods doing ayahuasca, which is cool, but it's cool to smoke weed <clears throat> and walk around your city and take pictures with people at the gas station. Sure. Which is not what Travis and I set out to do that day, but it happened. Uh, by, I think uh, if you're a famous NFL player, that's cool. I think there's a lot of people that smoke weed and go take pictures of people at the gas station. Yeah, that's not. I think that's, like, you're a man of the a piece people. missing where that's like not <laughs> like fuck yeah, I want to be like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, but, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think it is. Um, I mean, to each his own. To go hard in the pain on on stuff like that, I guess. As I mean, the same way, I guess he's entitled the same way. If. Uh, I mean, if you know Travis is going to do those commercials, that Rogers does do that. But sometimes, I guess, when the question isn't being asked about, like I think he was asked something about Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and then he just made a little jab. Yeah, which is just you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, but he also said that dolphins fucking have healing powers. I'm. Yeah, yeah, he seems like not a well-read guy. Yeah, yeah. So, which to me feels ripe for. but also, you know, sometimes athletes like that, you're just like, oh, maybe you wouldn't even get the – it's almost a waste of a joke. Yeah. Because you maybe – it's partly you're doing that in hopes that the person, like you said, does get wind of it. Yeah, it's like it's like whatever. He 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 can be a dipshit like that. And like there's like plenty of like, you know, whatever. There's the uh, – yeah, what is it? What's his name? Or Irving, the uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, is he, yeah. He's the one who's like the flat earther or yeah. whatever, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like. Whatever, There's, like those guys are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just, I'm, I didn't expect them to sure. be particularly smart guys. Totally. Like Aaron Rodgers or whoever, you yeah. know, like, so they, they, but they're not like making money off that. Like the people that bother me are like the, like the people, like the, like the anti-vax doctors or whatever, oh, right, like right. those people who then like sell some like colloidal silver supplement or some bullshit right. like that, you know, like, or they'll sell like, like <clears throat> those like buckets of freeze-dried food that'll last for a hundred years when yeah. the 5g zombie apocalypse happens <laughs> you know what i mean like that kind of thing like those guys fuck them because they're the ones like and then like aaron Rodgers will watch one of those videos and go like oh that makes a lot of sense you know and Dude. then he'll just regurgitate the stupid yeah. shit but like he's not profiting from it like right. the the guys who are the problem are the ones who are like cashing it who the whatever podcast aaron Rodgers listens to they're the ones who are the problem totally you know, like that kind of thing. hey guys adam ray for the about last night podcast and this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I got a question for you. Do you feel like your brain, yeah, your brain, the thing in your head that makes you think, talk, breathe, come, fart, and fall asleep during a bad story, that it's getting in its own way? I know I do. Being a comedian on the road, sometimes I'm just not getting the proper rest or my brain is taking a vacay and I'm trying to get back on track. Well, you know what you should do? You know what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy. Therapy. It helps you figure out what's holding you back and I've been fucking with better help because I'm trying to Get to the bottom of what's holding me back, whether uh, I know it or not. And you can work on yourself, too, instead of against yourself. Oh, that's so that's so cute. If you're thinking of starting therapy, look, give BetterHelp a try. It truly is the way 
to take a deeper look inside what's going on, which we all should do. You got to get introspective, reflective, all the actives, and it's all online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire so they can get to know who you are and who you could get matched with, who will be a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if you don't like them, the way they look, smell. Look, make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. And right now, you can go to betterhelp.com slash night and get 10% off your first month because shit ain't cheap. So go to betterhelp.com slash night today. Get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash night. Um, this book. Yeah. Give me the title. Oh, sure. It's uh, Killing the Guys Who Killed the Guy Who Killed Lincoln. A nutty story about Edwin Booth and Boston Corbett. So it's a good available everywhere you can word. get books. It is not available anywhere you can no. get books. It's exclusive to Scribd, right? So Ooh. do you know what Scribd is? No. All right, think of it like Netflix for books, right? Awesome. So it is a subscription service that has millions of ebooks and audiobooks. Cool. And you just subscribe to the service and then you have unlimited access to like all these books. And so Similarly to Netflix, they just have like a big library of stuff, but then also they do originals, right? So mine is a script original, yeah. right? Where they are like starting to do like original content. Fuck yeah. Where So they're like giving, you know, like so, and there's big names that like Stephen King does script originals and like Margaret Atwood who did, uh, yeah. uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Like, you know, whatever. Like, so they're like big name authors that do it too. And then they also just like take a shot and give a book deal to somebody who's never had a book before. And they were like looking to fill something in a, comedy history space like do you anybody know anybody who does comedy history and my manager was like yeah i know exactly the fucking goofy history dork who is like is a comedy history nerd so so then i just pitched them this idea and they bit and gave me a book deal and so, so what did you pitch them that ultimately <coughs> got uh so this is essentially a story about uh two uh, very peculiar guys on either side of John Wilkes Booth, who was the assassin of yeah. Abraham Lincoln. So this is like essentially really it's a story about the Lincoln assassination, but not about the Lincoln assassination itself. It's about these two kind of weirdos on the periphery. I'd watch uh, a full movie of this, by the way. Did you? Did you oh yeah. Oh thanks. Like oh, in people a heartbeat. have said that like that's been flattering that people are like oh you should turn this into something. So I'm, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's just a funny take to take some historical event and be like, what about like the other shit that was going on around that that you're not right. thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know, do you know who, uh, uh, there's two, there, it's about two guys. And so, do you know who, first of all, do you know who Edwin Booth was or is? That sounds familiar. Okay. Well, you're a professional actor. You yeah. should know. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Edwin Booth was. Yeah, I played Jay Leno and, and Vince McMahon. So that's the extent of my <laughs> historical figures that I've uh, that yeah. I'm privy to. No, no, the, 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 like, uh, the uh, strip club DJ at the, uh, Chip the Chippendales, right? There was a real man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure and you Ron watched Ziegler a lot of original Gath tape and yeah, whatever of that I guy. I did, yeah. Oh, you did? I was, I was fucking with you. But no, you I actually, did, like, there was a real guy. Yes, that he's based off of. Yes. Oh, okay. That's a real guy. Yeah, so see, you've a lot of historical, <laughs> important historical figures. I'm never going to so. play. That's how much, by Dr. the way, Phil? how He's great a... my character is going, or my, my career. People are just like, hey, if it could just not be you, it'd be great. <laughs> You're like the Daniel Day-Lewis of, like, dumb, shitty, <laughs> inconsequential people in history. You know, because, like, he always plays historical figures, but they tend to be very important, and you're going to do all the dumb ones. Hey, I know? played Ron Ziegler on Gaslit, uh, Nixon's press secretary. There you go. That's, yeah, yeah, see? Z there you go. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, he was, he was a dumbass. Like, that's good. Like, that's what I'm saying. You're going to play all the dipshits in history. Holy shit. All right, so, so Edwin Booth is Edwin who. Booth I'll play was, him at some point. Educate me. He was John Wilkes Booth's way more famous brother. Like, For at what? the time. Actor. Like, so John Wilkes Booth came from a very famous acting family, right? And John Wilkes Booth was the shittiest one. Like, he was like the fat Baldwin of the Booth family, right? Or 
More, but that's not even that because they, they, they had a famous dad, right? Their dad, John Wilkes Booth's dad was super famous. His name was Junius Brutus Booth, and he was the most famous actor in the world. Mm. Like, he's from England, and he was famous in England, and then he came over here. He was like the first international celebrity actor, gotcha. right? And then, uh, so then they had a, uh, he had a family, and they all became actors, like all the kids, right? And Edwin was like the standout. So it's kind of like the dynamic a little bit is, and the thing is that it's like Southern sort of uh, revisionist history that like John Wilkes Booth was a famous actor. Like John Wilkes Booth fucking sucked. Like he was like a hanger on open micer, want to be nobody dipshit guy who happened to be like the handsome one. Right. So he was like the, the dumb boy band, good looking sure. of the, but like he, nobody respected John as an actor. Okay. Right. Like, but Edwin was like the fucking guy. So it's kind of like a little bit like Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas mm. and Eric Douglas. You yeah. know what I mean, so it's like that dynamic. Wow. You know? So, uh, so then, um, Edwin then becomes the most famous man in America. Like he's like the number one actor and like, you know, I don't know, like well, you're an actor. It's like hard to quantify acting, but I think this is like a funny, like anecdote. Like he was apparently so good at acting that like people would shoot at him a lot. Like, cause they, he would play like Yago in uh, Othello like he played villains a lot right and when he would play villains they would get so mad they'd fucking start shooting at him because he's like we gotta get this guy holy shit right? people like, couldn't uh, he was, uh, differentiate between screen and real life well not even screen but stage like because this was pre this oh, was like the right. 1850s yes, yes, or whatever yes. okay so then he uh, like but he was like that like the way that it's described he was like 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 uh, uh, the theatrical 19th century Brando right like he like gotcha. changed the game right gotcha. like like before Edwin came along like even his dad who was really famous and like the other famous actors of the day in like the 1830s and 40s or whatever like they would just like bloviate Shakespeare you know just like it's better to you know the slings and arrows of outrageous yes. fortune you know and they would like mime firing an arrow when they got to that part right because people are dumb and they would like mime it basically right <laughs> but then Edwin was like I think we should give people more credit than that. And so he would like, you know, just kind of mope around as Hamlet instead of like, you know, like, like, you know, like, my brother. Yeah, yeah, like he would like just kind of emote, like, he'd like do it with eyes and stuff, like wow. the way like Brando did, right? Yes. And so, so that's why like he like fucking like people were like blown away when they saw him on stage. So like Edwin was huge. And then John was just this wannabe kind of hanger on dude. And he wanted to get in the family business. And like even the whole family was like, yeah, John's not very good. Like there's like written. Like, you know, his sister Asia said that, and like Edwin <coughs> said that to their other brother, was like, I don't, I don't so know. So he about tried. John. Yeah, so John really wanted to, and they were like, get the fuck, you know, like, but he wouldn't be dissuaded because he was like, like crazy, right? He was like a megalomaniac. And so uh, Edwin came up with this plan, was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do all the like cool northern cities like Philadelphia and Boston and Chicago and New York. And uh, and then you can, you have to like stay south of the, basically the Mason Dixon line. Like, you can perform anywhere like Alabama and Georgia, like these like small little towns yeah. and whatever, right? And so basically like he banished John to only performing in the South, like in the early 1850s, like like in the lead up to the Civil War. So so basically like John got kind of radicalized down there because he would do these shows like in like Barnes in Mobile, Alabama. And then the only people to talk to after the show were just people who like hated the North and oh you know, like that kind of thing. God. And and they were like, you know, like they're just trying to tell us what to do and keep us down or whatever. And he was like, Yeah, that's there's a guy I know a guy like that up there who did the same thing to me. Oh like my and so God. so I'm not blaming Edwin necessarily, but it's kinda of, it's a little bit his fault. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> so he like kind of sent this like emotionally fragile dumb guy to the South, like right in the lead up of the Civil War. And then he just basically got like radicalized by Confederates. So and then after John kills uh, Lincoln, like Edwin's career is like fucked, and he yeah, he's, he's like 
Yeah, and so he like sends a like writes a, like a letter to the New York Times like quitting acting or whatever. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and then that lasted because you know actors like for like six months, and he was like, "I'm back, everybody!" Right? And then yeah, of course. Yeah, and then like so whatever like, he. So that'd be like if if Alec Baldwin, if if let's say Stephen Baldwin. Are you gonna say was if Alec Baldwin killed a guy? I was gonna say if Stephen Baldwin did that, and then Alec had to quit. Yeah, but except Alec is not that big. You gotcha. know what I mean? Like. It's like, yeah, like if Brad Pitt's, you know what I gotcha. mean? Like brother. Alan Pitt. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, wait. So that's, that's fucking what, crazy. And so then like for the rest of his career, just kind of like dogged him and stuff. Like he did end up like, like still having a career in acting and whatever, you know? And, um, but he was doing like Disney, like pets play sports no, like, movies. No, actually what, what is interesting, like he did, he ended up doing okay, but it was like always like, like everybody was weird around him for the rest of his life. And like, there was like this rule, like you couldn't bring up. Lincoln or his brother around him and that kind of shit. And he would just like step in, step on rakes all the time. You know, like, like there's this one, I guess. So there was a, there, there's a statue in Chicago of Lincoln. And in order to raise money for that statue in like the 1870s or whatever, they would sell these like, you know, how the death mask is yeah. like, right. They did that with his hands. Right. So like a lot of people, like they would sell these like sculptures that were like Lincoln's dead hands. Yeah. Right. And people had them in their house. Right. Like a lot of people, Bought those, and then the money for those went to, it was like a cast of, of Lincoln's hands, went to build this statue. And so, you know, Edwin's like like seeing these all over the place. And like he goes to some party one night. He's like, what are these? I've been seeing these everywhere. And everybody's like, oh, fuck. Like, uh, he, uh, uh, they're uh, uh, Lincoln's hands. And then he's like, ah, yeah, sure, fuck. And he like bails on the party. And like, you know what I mean? Like that was like the way it always worked yeah. with him. Like that you couldn't talk about it. Like, and he was just all... And he was just always writing about sensitive. how John fucked him, you know, like that kind of thing. You Couldn't know? let it so, go. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Do so we know why John wanted to kill Lincoln? Was it just he just got... Well, like I said, I mean, he got radicalized, first yeah. of all. And then, yeah, he was like really... Like the rest of the family was abolitionist, but he was like really like pro-slavery and whatever else. Wow. And also he was like... Uh, was nuts. Like a, a fame maniac, you know what I mean? And, like he wanted to be famous really badly. Oh. And it wasn't working out, like acting, like whatever. Like this was just a shortcut. You know, like that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. So, but like, I mean, he was like that. De he definitely like, and he was like a stupid guy. So he got like radicalized by the South and told yeah. that that was a good, you right. know, whatever. So, but then the South secedes and lo they lose the war. Right. And then five days later, he goes and kills Lincoln. And everybody's like, well, what the fuck did you do that for? Like, even the South were like, well, it's, it's over. What do you, come oh, on, man. man. So, yeah. Still one of his 50 minutes of fame. Yeah, right. Okay, exactly. so the book so, then. So then, sorry. Yeah, please, take your time. So then the, that's Edwin. So the other character in the book is like probably my favorite like 19th century man. Like he's just an incredible lunatic. He's like I, he's like uh, he's like uh, 1800s Mike Lindell. Like he's this oh goofy my my, like my pillow dipshit. He, so his his name <laughs> is Boston. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's such a lovable goof. Yeah, right. Dude. So uh, he is um, he was a, a hatter who he made hats right. And then that made him crazy, right? Like, you've heard the term mad as a hatter, right? Oh, yeah. That's like a real mm. thing. That would happen to hatters. Do you know about that? Mm. So, like, the Mad Hatter from yeah. Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. They used to make hats by, like, boiling them in liquid mercury. And then what would happen is they would just sit there and breathe in mercury vapor all day. And mercury nitrate makes you fucking crazy. It puts holes in your brain. And so hatters would just do that all the time. And it took them, like, years to put that together. It was like Lewis Carroll, the guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland, was, like, one of the first people to, like, make that connection and everybody thought it was fascinating and like hilarious wow. 
Cause, like at the time, it was like a great joke because yeah. it was like, oh yeah, you're right. Like because it was like people would be like, hey, is the guy who makes your hats also fucking crazy as shit? And it was like, yeah, yeah, they're all fucking. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, he was a hat maker who went crazy, and then he uh, uh, he was an alcoholic. He lost his job and he became a street preacher. And he was like preaching on the street, and he like went like he was impersonating Jesus. He became like a real like hardcore Jesus goof. And then one night, two prostitutes came up and talked to him, and he got really horny, and he got really mad about it, and he got upset at himself for being horny. And he went back to his apartment, and he read that part of the Bible that says, if your eye offends you, you should cut it off. Or if your hand's bugging, like keeping you from straying from God, you should cut it off. And he took a pair of scissors, and he cut his balls off with a pair of scissors. So he castrated himself with scissors. And then he didn't even go to the hospital. He just, like, fucking walked around the city for a while, and he went to church. And he was at church, and they were like, hey, man, your dick's bleeding a lot. You should probably go to the hospital. <laughs> and so then they sent him to the hospital, and he almost died there. And they got out, and the Civil War started. And then he immediately joins, right, this ballless goofball. Yeah, you don't get your balls back poison. once you cut them off, do you? They're just gone. No, uh-uh. And, uh, yeah, there's actually a really graphic medical <clears throat> description that's in the book that the doctors at the Boston Medical University or whatever, like, it, it's, it's, it's pretty gory what happened to his dick, but hilarious. And uh, – <laughs> So is that funny? Even if it's like a horrendous dick-related event, it's still dick-related. Oh, there's a really good uh, Edwin dick-related story too. He had he had uh, 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 the clap right. Yeah. And uh, the way they used to treat that back in the day was they would put it on a table and they would smash it with a book, right? And so he had like a flattened dick because his dick and the biggest book at the time by the way was the bible so like that is the most compelling oh. connection between these two guys is both of them had their dick disfigured by the bible so anyway so Boston Corbett joins the the Union Army and becomes like a super soldier right and he like uh is like he is like uh, you know kind of the bravest dude in his unit and whatever yeah. else and he's also like super crazy and he like uh, doesn't respect authority and he gets kicked out of the army like three times and then just immediately like just kind of goes through the like just signs back up again somewhere else mm. and then like uh he ends up lincoln gets killed he's the first guy to volunteer and he chases john wilkes booth to a barn after 12 days and he fucking they're supposed to arrest john wilkes booth because they want a big trial <laughs> and god talks to B boston and tells him you should probably kill him and so boston shoots john wilkes booth in the head so that's what happened to john wilkes booth is this guy uh boss corbett this uh ballless uh, eunuch, uh, Mad Hatter is Stepped the one up. who, yeah. People so went, people went nuts when <clears throat> when uh, John got shot. Yeah, was it like a? Yeah. So then, <clears throat> so it was like he they arrest Boston because it's like he's supposed to he's now in trouble, yeah. right? Because he just they're supposed to, and they bring him back to D.C. and it's like the Super Bowl parade, right? Like everybody is like there he is, and like everybody's super excited about Boston Corbett, and overnight he becomes the most famous man in America, like wow. right at the exact same time when Edwin is no longer. Like, he's, like, hiding in his wow. mansion. Yeah. Like, uh, Boston Corbett becomes the most famous dude, and he gets his picture taken by Matthew Brady, who's, like, the guy who took every Civil War picture. Like, $5 bills with Lincoln's yeah. face. Yeah. Matthew Brady took that picture. Wow. And that's, like, what it's based on. And, like, he took everybody. <clears throat> so he makes, like, a baseball card of Boston Corbett, and it gets passed around by everybody, and it becomes, like, a collector's item and shit. And then he starts going on tour and doing, like, theaters, like, reenacting the killing of John Wilkes Booth. But he's crazy and he's impossible to listen to because he's out of his mind. And so, like, it always says, like, anytime you read, like, an old newspaper that talks about his, sh like, <clears throat> show, they're always, like, you know, like, uh, uh, everyone asks for their money back or whatever. You know, like, wow. Because he was really, like, it, it was, was like, like the Charlie Sheen tour. I'm yeah, sure. it, 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 that's a lot what it's like. Yeah, it was like the Charlie Sheen. Or it would be Sheen. like if the guy who killed bin Laden did a one-man show that's, about what it was like. That's a lot what it's like. Yes, exactly. That's and I would watch like. the fuck out of that, by yeah. the way. And so, yeah, so he went on tour for that, like, doing that shit. And then, eventually, he ended up, like uh getting crazier because he like mercury poisoning gets worse sure. as you get 
And so uh, this like conspiracy theory started up like a QAnon kind of thing that was that John uh, wasn't really dead and that Boston killed the wrong guy. And he, he got really mad about it. He pulled guns on anybody who said that. But oh, then God. eventually he started to believe it. Right. He was like, oh, maybe maybe they're onto something. And then somebody sent him as like a goof, like a prank, like some just, you know, like troll from the 1900s, 1800s, <laughs> sent him a uh, like a death threat signed by John Wilkes Booth. Like, I'm coming to get you or whatever. And so then Boston is like, holy fuck. No way to fact check. The guy who I killed is really mad that I killed him. And he's coming for me, <laughs> right? Like that's the lot, right? Right? Because he's yeah, dude. So he takes off and like goes running, and he ends up in Kansas and digs a gigantic hole in the ground, and then lives in the hole with two guns pointed at the opening of the hole for like a decade, right? Like that's, and then he ends up taking the Kansas State House hostage one night, and then goes to an insane asylum, and then he busts out. Like it's a crazy story. So like that's Boston Corbett is fascinating, fucking. So cool. all this is in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the lives of those two guys. Holy so, shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting. Bro, so. great pitch. Oh, thanks. I'm so fired up to read it. The last <laughs> book I think I read is Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. That's it's a while ago, I think. It's a while well, I mean, ago. you could have read it in any stage in your life, but Yeah, it knows you should have yeah. read it as a small child. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um how bravo, by the way. Oh, thanks. To write yeah. a book is no small feat. Yeah, well, thank you. And well, I um, have time off. So <laughs> told, yeah, but still, man, even making good on your uh time off is yeah. uh challenging. Um Okay, so so people should go to So you can go to script. So here's oh yeah, if you want to get it. Yeah. So yeah, I have a code. You just go try.scribd. S scribd is spelled S C R I B D. Try.scribd.com slash Jesse Joyce and you get a free two month subscription to check it out. Wow. So then you can just check out the book and then you can cancel it and not have to pay anything. Done right? and done. We'll put and all that I up have too. it's a, it's an audiobook too. So I read the audiobook. I was so. just gonna ask because yeah. I'm a big audiobook guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can awesome. you listen to the audiobook. Yeah. And what's even better about having uh somebody who, you know, is a professional talker yeah. that like you know, that should, you know, translate over to <laughs> it. Well, you, have you ever, as an actor, have you ever done an audiobook? I'm dying to. Never have. It's so fucking hard. Yeah. Like, I thought what you're saying is like, well, you're a professional talker. You've done this for years. No. You're an, I thought that'd be the easy part. Like, I thought directing, writing the book like, would be it, very hard. It, it, yeah. And that was actually super fun for me. And I, like, basically cooked through, like, a chapter a day kind of thing is how I kind of did it. Wow. And, but then when it came to the audiobook, I was like, crack, this will be no problem. And then it was just, like, every third sentence I fucked up. Yeah. And there's all these, like, there's, like, two, like, different narcs in your ears that are always like, uh, you missed a word or you didn't, yep. you know. And it's like, I, like, it makes you question whether or not you're even literate. Totally. You know what I mean? It's like, I wrote this. Like, I should be able to read it. Yeah, you want the appropriate amount of emotion behind your sentence and, it like. It's so hard to read a book into wow. a microphone. So, wow. Anyway. But I, I guess did it on time. It took two days. Good. But yeah. So anyway. uh, the writing of the book, um, did you have? To, so you said you wrote a chapter a, a day. Once I got it was the research that took forever, right? Yeah. Like so that was the part that once I then I like outlined it all, and then once I had that, it was like okay, I know what I want to have happen in this chapter, and then it just like I told it's it's the book kind of reads a little bit like drunk history, cool. but from a sober guy for yeah. eighteen years, yeah. you know. So so it's kind of just me telling the story in a way. Uh, it's kind of like I did, but you know, it's yeah. far more comprehensive yeah. and with sharper jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, but the research, like, it was just like I literally was just going through the Library of Congress and like reading newspapers from like the 1860s and whatever, like that kind of thing a lot. So yeah, wow. it was. And then like, there's old books that you can. There's old books on Scrib too. Like I use Scrib to actually like find some books that went out of print in like 1911 that were written by a guy who knew Boston Corbett, like that kind of thing. So uh, yeah. Can you over or under research? Like, when do you get to a point where you're no, like, no, not for me. Like, I feel like there's a lot. Like, I feel like everybody has a different style. But even just with jokes, like mm. on the show, I spend half the that seven to nine time. Yeah, I spend the first hour 
like doing my own doing doing my own research makes me sound like, yeah. like an anti-vax dipshit but, <laughs> but in this context <laughs> no, like no. i don't just trust the little packet that was sent like i want to find the angle that nobody else has you know yes, so man. like i will always like for the roast too like i read david hasselhoff's dumb book like not the whole thing but i read enough of it to get a sense that i was like oh here's a couple nuggets what that, was his book I don't know, whatever. I don't even Burgers remember what it was called. Burgers off the floor? Yeah, no. yeah. I don't even remember what it was called. It was just like whatever, like his yeah, for sure. triumph from, yes. you know, Knight Rider yeah. to singing on the Berlin Wall or right, whatever the fuck. Right, it was right. like that kind of thing. So, uh, but, but you know, there's whatever goofy. So, like, I always I always feel like if I know everything about the thing, then I can make a ton of jokes about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's kind of how I approached it. So, I researched it for, like, months. And then, yeah. So. I want to pitch you a book idea. Okay, uh, sure. From a uh, fictional character standpoint, although right. he is—I thought he was fictional, but he's a real guy. Oh, okay. Chef, I love books about real Chef guys. Boyardee. Uh-huh. How, how much do you know about him? I know there's a statue of him in like Minneapolis or somewhere like that, isn't wow. there? Wow. Do you know about that? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So like Minneapolis he's a real man. Is claiming a... Prince, Kirby. It Puckett, might not be Minneapolis. And Chef Boyardee. But if you just Google the Chef Boyardee statue, there's a statue of him somewhere. That people go and you know take goofy Instagram photos with, but uh, but no, I don't know. I've, He's probably Polish or something, right? And they just gave him an <laughs> Italian, whatever. Like, he is a real chef, yeah. That really came that had like, Invented but there's canned. There's so stew. Yeah, there's yeah. A beefaroni, right? Uh, uh, and uh, what was his um, beefaroni? And I think just the ravioli, whatever. Yeah, spaghettios. spaghettios. Yeah. Um, there's enough out there's like maybe two paragraphs on Wikipedia. Okay. And I did a couple days worth of like really scouring nothing to where I'm like, oh, the comedic liberties you could take to flesh out the oh, rest right. of this story sure. feels okay. um just endless. You know, I bet. I feel like I don't just without that he probably <clears throat> had the same sort of that that the chefs at the time probably felt about him the same way that chefs now feel about Guy Fieri. You sure. know what I mean? Like it's probably that kind of vibe. Sure. You know, where there was a lot of pretentious, you know, like Italian chefs who were like, you know, totally round spaghetti in a can. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And Maybe like, he sold out, right? A billionaire. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think there had to have been a point. I mean, are you? What types of people, I guess, interest you to not only like write about, but to like talk about? To even enjoy, you said you're a history buff, right? Yeah. So like. I guess throughout time, even now, let me, let me phrase a question for now. Like in the present day, like are you are there certain people that you're like, wow, I've been following, let's say like Bill Clinton, for example. Did you know about him before he was in office and all that? Are there people like that that you've been following for a while that you're like, wow, to see the full trajectory and like forward progress and backward, uh, you know? No, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily. But like, like I mean, I, I've followed Mike Lindell's trajectory since day one. Like. Wow. Like we we do bits about him on the show, oh, yeah. James Adomian, you know. Brilliant. And like it's always Brian Cook and I who write those jo- those bits. The last and one was so good, by the way. The, the one just the other day. Yes. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So that's always <clears throat> just me and Brian Cook. Brilliant. And actually, that one had uh, there's another guy, Keaton Patty, who helped us with it too. But uh, uh, but yeah, they are so much fun to write because it's just you just really just write the most absurd. It, that's why I also like enjoy that uh, Boston Corbett character because he's just so fucking crazy yeah. that it's really fascinating. Uh, Those are the best characters. Yeah. And even I have some of that fun with doing um, Dr. Phil because yeah. there's a filter. Yeah, he has like an absurd yeah. way that he talks. He can and say, and, and Trump is in the same boat. Where, yeah. but, but but with Phil and Lindell, it's like these guys are a little bit more like, they're just, I think, a little more sane at this point, clearly. So when they're, at least they come off a little more like, um, Trump is just all over the place. But Lindell, you can tell, still truly is trying to, 
push well, his yeah. products on you, but it's just so uh, aloof to like the timing. Well, of- yeah, he's just like the uh, election denier world, Charlie Brown. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just constantly yeah. getting the football yanked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it's dude. just so adorable. You know what I mean? Like voice. He, and you know, because I feel like every other one of those motherfuckers is just a straight up grifter. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. Steve Bannon knows he's lying to people. Oh, and yeah. Tucker Carlson. They all know they're oh, lying yeah. they're and they're just beings. grifting. Yeah. Right. But Mike Lindell, at his core, really genuinely believes that, like, his toaster came alive and stole the election. You know what I mean? That, like, the Chinese somehow hacked his toaster yeah. and stole votes and that Donald Trump is the rightful president. Like, he believes it at his core. Yeah. And that's why he's willing to, like, throw everything away yeah. for that. And, like, so there's something, like, kind of lovable totally. about that. I mean, I, he's very bad for America and totally. very bad for democracy. Thank God and, that we've all, like, you know, that it's been, like, that he's been, you know, not— but I think that's why he works as a character. You know what oh, I mean? Because that's like, a brilliant character. Yeah. And so. James's portrayal is so fun. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's the best. Yeah. Would you ever want to do a full? I mean, because that's a great like sketch that there's. I mean, have you ever wanted to just do your own? How do you feel about sketch shows in general? Uh, well, I enjoy doing them on the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I think that there, I don't, I've yet to see a sketch show that, that doesn't have that doesn't fire at 66 percent that's what i was asking you know what i mean so it's like three out of five or like oh yeah it's pretty good you because know? why because like, of just the world oh, just, we live in i don't know i don't i just <clears throat> think it's impossible to sustain like i think you judge sketches one to the next and you're like well that wasn't as good as the last one totally. you don't do that with jokes you know what i mean like you just listen to, you are expecting the next joke and whatever like so and then if there's a sketch on our show then like oh bonus a sketch yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. but if like if it's like you're watching sketches, it's a three minute investment. Right. And it's like a lot of times it's just hammering the same joke and right. they have to have a great payout. And then like and then you watch the next one. You're like, oh, I don't know. I think I like that one better. Right. Or, you know, like whatever. Yeah. You're just judgy about it. I'm not sure. Nobody's ever asked me that before. But I think that's why it's like harder to sustain for an entire show. Mm. It's yeah. show around sketches. You know, I truly feel bad for people that like don't. And I guess we're so deep into this world, but like people that I don't want to say don't have a sense of humor, but that just miss the mark on like getting the joke or the people that want to be a part of it, but clearly are just like their sensibilities don't line up with anybody's. I mean, Donald he- Trump, like he thinks he's hilarious. Right. And he has enablers that make him that 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 he thinks he's like they're like, oh, you're so funny. He's not like his like goofy nicknames. They're fucking lazy. They're like they're incredibly dumb. So hack, And yeah. like but he really and like you go that uh, Huffington Post article I keep bringing up like you'll see like he has crossed out in his like trademark Sharpie punchlines and then like just added his own. And it's just like fucking like there was one this like really simple, stupid joke that was like about Seth MacFarlane. It was like uh, uh, the only crowd you'll ever draw is with a pencil. Right. Or whatever. It's a cute like little. Yeah. Mind you, it has to be delivered through the fat mouth of Donald Trump. So yeah. it can't be like a real fucking crusher. Yeah. It's yeah. got to whatever. And he changed it to like uh, the only crowd you'll attract is flies or whatever. And it's like, well, now what is that? That's not even a joke. It's just where you say he's a piece of shit. And if you are. You've you've clunked it up in the you know like yeah. you've made it the clunkiest possible. So it's like that where yeah. it's like he just fundamentally does not get jokes yeah. or understand comedy, and it makes him upset. And that's why he does stuff like he sits in the crowd at the uh, at the uh, correspondence yeah. dinner, yeah. and then gets so mad that he runs for president at everyone. You know, at <laughs> like, everyone. So great, yeah, yeah. So anyway, are you the funniest dad in your uh, group of dad friends? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh-huh. Have you made dads from uh, like, having I, kids, and guys are like, hey, uh, you know, people say I'm pretty funny, Jesse. Yeah, I'm a- no, you know, I mean, I've had that more on like airplanes and with like just random people. Like yes. so far, the 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 like dads in my sphere have have actually been pretty chill. Like, awesome. Like there's like you know, and none of them they all do different things. Like they're not all in the dumb entertainment business. Right. You know, like they do a variety of jobs for a living, and like nobody seems particularly impressed with anybody else's cool job. Because it's Los Angeles, and it's like, it's fine. You know yes. what I mean? So it all works out. Yes. So, yeah. And my son's now <clears throat> on a little baseball team. And there is, like, one guy who's also in comedy. And so it was like, oh, that's cool yeah. to have, like, a yeah. – so, so, like, he and I kind of go off and talk a little bit during practice because, you know, just watching them never catch a ball, you know, like that kind of <laughs> thing. So Because they're six. Like, they're not good at baseball. Bro, so. yeah. My, uh, my nephew's new thing is to – he's nine – is to run up, hit me in the dick, and go, like and subscribe, and then run out of the room. Oh, is that because is that because something is that just the generic because he just is indoctrinated by YouTube videos or is he the like and subscribe is he is, roasting you specifically? I think cause so. You say that because you have podcasts and things. I think it's more from the first. OK. Of seeing kids say on YouTube like and oh, subscribe. Right. Um, but I'm sure they're hitting the dick. I mean, at our wedding, I, there must have been 11 people that came up to me the next day and were like, your nephew hit me in the dick really hard yesterday. Just total strangers. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Oh, no, no. People at the wedding. Yeah, no, no, strangers, oh, strangers to him. He, yeah, yeah, like, that. to you, I get. He's your own nephew. <laughs> like, I can see him punching you in the dick all day. Yeah, yeah. But, like, to just oh, random wedding guests. Oh, one of my groomsmen, he's, I mean. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, that kid and I, his be. dad is a white rapper. My brother-in-law's name is Dirte. Well, his name is Tim, but he's a white rapper named Dirte. Okay. So I'm assuming some of the tough exterior and the, I, you can't cancel me, I can do what I want, you know, watch your fucking, you know, urethra around me is, okay. probably comes from having a rapper dad. Yeah, I would, I would assume your son with a comic dad is not going to be walking around trying to no, he's never take away people's ability to, to have no. children. No. Yeah. No, he's never punched anybody in the dick as far as I know. But Any reports yeah. from school yet? My nephew bites kids at school. No, they're pretty they're pretty good kids, That's I think. That's awesome. They, uh, yeah, you think, right? Yeah. To, to the best of my knowledge, no. Uh, a kid peed on his leg. But, <laughs> but I came to find out that that was a funny joke. That it was not. I was worried that it was like, oh, is he getting like picked on? But it turns out he was like, that was hilarious. You know, when the, when my buddy peed on my leg, you know, what I mean? like awesome. they were in the bathroom and they. And then I did that too when I was. I didn't pee on anybody else, but I remember I would I would argue this is maybe my first joke ever. Please was I was like it had to be same age. I had to be in like kindergarten or first grade, and we all had to change for gym class. And there was a folding chair in the bathroom, and I made a big scene of like, watch everybody. I'm going to pee into the urinal from the folding chair, like fully knowing. And everybody was like absurd because I was like way across the room. Yeah. And I just peed like directly on the floor. You know what I mean? And it was like, ta-da. You know, like, wow. and, and everybody Standing was like, up. thought it was hilarious. And then there was this, this, this day is always, I've, I've never really been able to piece this together. Like the motivation of this, there was like an eighth grader who at the time seemed huge to me. You know what I mean? He seemed like a real authority figure. Yeah. But you've seen eighth graders. They're 11. You know yes. what I mean? Like, they're yeah. not authority figures no, at, not all. at all. Or whatever they are, 14. I don't know how old eighth graders yeah, But 14, the point yeah. is, is that this kid came in and he was like, get down from there. And then he grabbed me by the arm. He took me to the principal's office. He was like, why would this eighth grader citizens do that? Citizens arrest? Yeah, yeah. Like, he citizens arrested me in grade school. And he took me to the principal. And I think that this kid, the sense I, I've, you know, it's hard to piece together what how it really happened because uh, it's through my tiny kid brain. But I think that the principal was like, oh, it's fucking Marcus again with another kid to report. You know what I mean? Like, so they were too busy. They didn't have time. So he, like, had me stand outside. And he's like, I'm talking to the principal. And then he was like, well, she's busy. But, you know, like, you know, like next time or whatever, like that. Gave me a little speech. Who's this? Where's this kid? I don't know. I don't even remember his name. It was Mitch McConnell, wasn't it? But, like, yeah, but it was, like, the craziest. So, 
but but then I came finally came back to class and I was like kind of a hero because I pissed around the floor and everybody thought it was funny and then like also I got sent to the principal's office and I was back you know what I mean like wow. I busted out came so, back unscathed yeah. uh-huh I also realized that at Valentine's Day to say you had a heart on was very funny and I used to say that I used to get laughs out of that when I was real small you were the jokester so, yeah class yeah. clown no cause, you know what I love there's a Billy Crystal you ever heard that Billy Crystal no he's a quote that people have asked him <laughs> Like, hey, were you the class clown? And he's like, no, the class clown is the guy who like would streak naked across the fifty yard line and steal the football at the homecoming game. And the class comedian's the guy who was like, hey, you know, it'd be funny if you did. You know, like the guy who like talked him into it. Oh you know what I mean? yeah. So like, I was like kind of more that guy. Cool. Like, there were like louder. I know me starting out leading with I pissed on the floor <laughs> makes it seem like I was a real Jim Carrey type. I can see why you would say that. I I led this astray. But no, I was more like the thoughtful joke guy, sort okay, of. Okay, cool. And uh, but there were definitely like. Like you know, l- loud morons who were the the class clown types. Did you make teachers laugh? Yeah, like teachers liked me because yeah. they thought I was like kind of funny and smart. And Man, what a whatever, what a so. gift! I mean, yeah. the amount of grades I think I salvaged by doing oh. funny shit. Yeah, I mean, you and too. Just, oh yeah. my god, yeah. I would I would always convince the teachers to do a video, um, whether it was Spanish like for some project or uh-huh. or um. You know, uh, book reports in freshman year of high school. When we oh, were doing you them. could do. I like wouldn't a read video. the. Oh yeah, right. I wouldn't read the book. I'd read the back of it. Right. And then one was called Summer of the Monkeys, and I read the back, okay. and then did a fake like late night show where I had on Jonathan Taylor Thomas that played the kid who went to some you know jungle and befriended these monkeys. And I go, I think we have a clip of it. It was my buddy in the backyard, and he opens these bushes, and then he turns back, and he goes, I found the monkeys. And then it cuts back to me, and I go, man, I can't wait to see that, John. I go, dude, what's Tim Allen like? And, I mean, the whole thing was right. – But, I mean, he's wearing this shitty wig. Well, it um, but, shows that you were creative and whatever yeah. else and, like, you know. Always a B. That, yeah. Never an A. I mean, okay. there was the, it was in-camera editing. So, sure. like, there was – you yeah. know, it was you'd hear, like, okay, and go, you know. Right. Or, Fuck, dude. Like, we, I mean, it was all right. over the place. But <laughs> got laughs in the room. Sure. And the teacher's just like, all right, funny and, like, enough laughs to, to be able to pass and yeah. then some. Um, uh, Mr. Custerin, God rest his soul, was my uh, trigonometry teacher. And I uh, did pretty well in school, but I got a 30% in trigonometry oof. senior year. 30%. Like, that's not even a letter. <laughs> it's really bad. Like, yeah, what I do was, you do? What do you write Well, on I was, that? like, so shitty at math. Like, and I didn't care about it. And I didn't like it. And I, like, decided, like, fuck math. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Right? And so, like, but I wasn't, like, an asshole. I just was, like, I don't. I'm not going to get this. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it was like the end of the year. It was like that would have kept me from graduating, right? If I got thirty percent in one of the things, and so I like had a meeting with Mr. Custerin. I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian, and like, if you see any reason why I would need trigonometry, then fine. But if you don't, uh, and I like kind of had a whole presentation. And I like showed like clips of. No, I didn't show clips, but I like talked about various comedians and that I like and how they don't use trigonometry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing. And I was like, so if you could see your way to not giving me a thirty percent, then letting me graduate. Then when I am a headliner, I'll invite you to the Pittsburgh Funny Bone, and you can sit or whatever. That whatever, some bullshit. I promised him tickets to his show that I wasn't even booked on. To, I hadn't even <laughs> done stand up yet at that point, and uh, he gave me a B. I talked my way from a thirty percent to a fucking like eighty five to Holy a solid shit. B, and I graduated with a solid B in trigonometry. And then sure enough, and then I did. I kept through my like. Eventually, no. then I ended up doing stand up professionally and became a headliner and. And I did reach out to old ass Mr. Custrian, and he did come to the show. Get the and, fuck yeah, cool. out of here, so, man! Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was a cool <clears throat> thing that he did. And I feel like he was like, the 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 greater path here is like, yes, clearly this kid is not going to use trigonometry. Yes, and like whatever, like it would. Who am I to hold him back? Yeah, it would be better. Like whatever I ended up working out is like, oh yeah, like he's gonna, 
he doesn't need trigonometry. So did you give him a shout out during the show? Or I sure did. I told the whole story. Yeah, yeah. So that's and, well. I told the story. I was inducted into my high school hall of fame because clearly cool. there's not a lot of famous people <laughs> who went to my high school. Are there? No, they're not. Um, they, there's very few. Also, but, you've uh, done some pretty cool shit. So like, it's not. You well, know. I told the story at that too, and like, you know, because it was like, you know, I wouldn't have graduated if it weren't for Mr. Custerin. Wow, so, dude. Anyway, yeah, how about that's that? incredible. Was Pittsburgh uh, before we wrap this up? Was Pittsburgh? Um, I don't know a, like a um, good comedy town. Yeah, is where you're going with this. Yeah, and like, well, I don't know your influences or who you, where'd you? I guess from um, people that your folks maybe showed you or who did, was there? Was there? Oh a no, comic? my parents are not stand-up people. My okay. parents are like opera people. Like they wow. would never have set foot in a comedy club. Wow! If it weren't for the fact that I did stand-up for a wow, so they're not. It's not their thing. How do they, opera they like, people view comedy? Well, they like are <clears throat> proud of me and whatever, and like they like really like the book. They're like, oh, that was very funny. You know what I mean? And like cool. they'll watch Kimmel because they like they they they'll, they'll still think that's funny and whatever. But they're not like they, whatever. They they think I'm crude sometimes. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a vibe. Sure. But um, but yeah, uh, uh, but uh, actually, there's one time I talked my parents into coming, taking me to a comedy club. I think it's a fun story. Uh, it was in Nags Head, North Carolina, and I was like nine, and my brother would have been seven, and we went to like on vacation, and they had like it was the '80s, so they had like a stand-up night in yeah. like every fucking, you know, like tourist hotel yeah. or whatever. And so I was like, well, that's the thing I want to do this week is that. And my parents, because they've never. They would have never been to it. And so they were like, sure, I suppose. Like, they had no idea what it was or whatever. So we went and we sat there. And all I remember is um, there was like a uh, – we sat down and there was like a female comedian. And she started doing some sex joke. And my dad was like, we're out of here, right? And like grabbed us and like made us leave. And I was like mortified because like I knew whatever it was, I, I'm not supposed to be hearing this. But I just wanted to see how it worked, yeah. you know, like to be in the room. Yeah. And so we left and we went and there was like a mean old lady smoking cigarettes and she was wearing a red dress, and she and my dad was like, "We would like our money back." The show just started, and she goes, uh, "You brought a seven and a nine year old to a comedy club. You're not getting your money back. You're a fucking idiot." That's what she said. So she called my dad like a fucking idiot in front of her ch his children, and that was like the first time that had ever happened. So it like ruined the night. Like my dad was furious. Everybody was mad at each other. I was mad at them because I just wanted to see the show. Yeah. Like everybody else was mad because like you know my dad was stewing because he got this lady called him an idiot. So anyway, then. I'm a professional comedian and like fucking whatever, like t 25 years. I, I'm, I'm, I get booked in Nags Head and I show up at this place. I'm like, this feels so familiar to me. And then when I see the owner of the club, I'm like, oh my God, it's the lady in the red dress. Like it was the same fucking lady, Anita Fletcher. She smoked a cigarette. Oh no fucking And way. I was like, you're never going to believe this. Like you probably won't remember this. I'm sure you won't. But uh, I came here when I was nine and you, I told her the whole story and you call my dad a fucking idiot. And she was like, well, your dad brought a child into a comedy club. He was a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. Like, she, she did it twice. Doubles she down. Did it, she did it again. <laughs> 20 years later, she called my dad an idiot. Twice. I was like, oh yeah. So I, I called my dad. I was like, hey, you know, remember that lady? She called you a fucking idiot again. Anita Fletcher, is that yeah, her name? that was her name, yeah. So but it was just like dumb little like one-nighters and stuff around. Yeah, of course. Center. This is years and years Those ago. Those hotel but, basement shows are always – I mean, yeah. fuck, I did a bunch of them out here. Yeah. Um, so. They're always – I don't know. There's Those types of shows, too – are always uh, imperative to this the comedy world because yeah. you just need, you know, they're just I don't know. Also, any place where there's a makeshift stage and set up and people are trying, like I mean, it's you're you know, um, not everybody gets to start off at the uh, at the great clubs, but yeah, no, but it was like they were like road gigs to me. They were yeah, like, you totally. know, like so it was really fun at the time, but like yeah. But anyway, but yeah, Pittsburgh's not like a There's, breeding would, ground for a lot of okay. But there, I, I can tell you who does it. Billy Gardell was out there when you were probably. He he kind of I think did more stand up out here, yeah, but okay. he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Same with Jesselnick. He didn't yeah. really do stand up in right. Pittsburgh, right? But he's from there. 
Uh, but the guys that the, the came out of Pittsburgh were Dennis Miller and Mario Joyner. Wow. And Eddie Ift and Steve Byrne. And yep. then I started. Yep. And then those guys. And that's cool. it. That's pretty much Good the crop. entire yeah. Pittsburgh comedy scene. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah. They claim you, though. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been back in a while because I started out at the Pittsburgh Funny Bone and that club doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But it was like notoriously like shittily run and whatever. Oh, really? It was like the original Funny Bone, but then it kind of... Like they, they were like they were like the people like you know that like stereotype in the eighties where yeah. people paid people in cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Like that was the Pittsburgh funny bone. Gotcha. And Jerry, there was a uh, Bill Ga- uh, Bill Gates. Uh, see, I <laughs> told you, Gates I'm on bit. like the I'm on like the QAnon desk, so like his name is like in my head all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. so. No, uh, 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 Bill Hicks oh, uh, yeah. had that Flying Saucer tour album. Yeah, yeah. That was like the one where he bombs right. for an hour. That was the Pittsburgh funny bone. Wow. And in it, he says, "Right up there, they'll pay you cocaine." Like at one point, he says that. And like fucking, and he like narked on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's so, so funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we close this out with a little ten question questionnaire, James Lipton style, I need Ooh, you shit. to uh, okay. uh, tell people one more time where they can get the uh, the book. Yeah. So it's on Scribd, S C R I B D. And if you go to try slash Jesse Joyce, uh, the book is called "Killing the Guys Who Killed the Guy Who Killed Lincoln: A Nutty Story About Edwin Booth and Boston Corbett." And you can get it there, uh, and you can read the ebook or you can listen to the audiobook. With so. the uh, code, uh, just, just just try dot slash Jesse Joyce. Okay, and so then it'll Joyce. have a link that you can go to from there. So can't wait. Then you can um, follow me at Jesse Joyce or Jesse Joyce one on Instagram. All right, we're gonna close this out. I'm gonna play James Lipton, uh, R.I.P. You know, doubt be on the show at some point. So I'm gonna close this out with ten <laughs> questions to get to know Jesse Joyce sure. a little bit better. I'm Lipton. You're Jesse. Here we go. Okay. I'm here with Jesse Joyce. Jesse, what is your favorite word? <sighs> Uh, God, I feel like uh, probably fuck because I mean it's it's in my book a lot. And what is your least favorite word? Um, boy, I wasn't prepared for this, but um, there's no wrong answer. Yeah, no, I know, but still, uh, Trump. <laughs> what so. turns you on? Uh, Sexual or not? <laughs> um, Matthew McConaughey said kindness. Oh, he did. And I said gay. Yeah, that's silly. Um. Oh, what turns me on? Uh, uh, yeah, like yeah, history, dorkery, taxidermy. Mm. How about that? It's yeah. so weird. That makes you sound like a serial killer. <laughs> I collect taxidermy. Do you really? I do. Yeah. Wow. And I feel like it gets a bad rap in sure television and movies. What are the what? like? It's always the the guy who ends up being the serial killer yes. is the guy with all the. Would you have like deers or like squirrels? No, like a, like exotic shit. Like I don't. Cool. I'm not gonna have deers and like yeah, yeah. Like I have a, a bear and a lion and cool. I have. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, Cotamundi. I have uh, 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 a wallaby. I have all kinds of cool shit. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, go on. That's not part of this. <laughs> what turns you off? Uh, 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 oh, willful stupidity. Like people. At, I'm, I'm doing this wrong, right? Because I'm expounding into a no, whole. This is perfect. Sentence. You know. You know. It's, it's like a turn off because it's not. But uh, when I go. It, People spouting misinformation to their children at zoos, mm. right? Because you're at the zoo with your oh, yeah. kids, and then somebody will just go like, "What is that? A bear?" You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. no, it's not a bear. It's a yeah. A fucking, Read the fucking uh, yeah. the little the spiel they got. Right. Exactly. Yeah. People at the zoo, more often than not, want to act like they know more than the people that work at the zoo. Oh yeah, I hear but it's just they just willfully the yeah. There's like a sign right there, and it's like, "What kind of bear is that?" It's like it's a it's a binturong. It says right there what <laughs> yeah. it is. Like whatever. Literally take don't. two seconds and look down. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? You said fuck, but you have another. Oh, um, I, I I'm gonna keep no because it's it's the best word. It fuck is, is the best. Yeah, yeah. Do you hit the f hard, or you kind of finish 
fucking like I kind of just I, I'll use it like in all sorts of like it's an adjective sometimes. You yeah, know, like it really is I great. Kind of yeah. If you're so. if you heard your son say "fuck" at six, would you laugh? I wouldn't laugh. I would. I would hold it together, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a giant deal out of it. Like I guess if he was like, "Where's my fucking mac and cheese?" Or if oh, he drops yeah, his if mac he did and that. cheese and goes, "Oh fuck." Yeah, that, well, those are two different. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like right, both of them. I know he would have gotten from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but so I can't be that mad because right. it's like, well, this is my fault that he did that. He's emulating you know pops. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What sound or noise do you love? These are absurd. These are absurd questions. Well, this was Lipton. Uh, yeah. This is uh, how Lipton closed out the actor studio. Uh, yeah. You know, I like uh, New York City traffic. Oof, good answer. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, I'm not good at this. These quick uh, questions. Um, I don't know. Uh, what sound do I hate? Yeah, Pacino had these in advance. Yeah. Oh, did he? I'm sure they oh, did. Oh, sure. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, the start of a Christopher Walken impression. Well, you know, like that. I oh, hate that. My when God. somebody's about to launch into that. I hate that. Like, what? But, you know, like that. Like, as you know, it's like you're in, for, yeah. you're in for several minutes of something that's not funny and overdone. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. Uh, honestly, yeah. Historian or uh, uh, nature documentarian. Love that. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, mortician. Like, I, I, I can't imagine having to muster the give a fuck every time yep like the you have to be like you have to have your foot on the gas with sincerity every single day yeah and every single day more people's moms die yeah. and you have to like bring the same level of like i'm very upset about it. you don't care no you, know what you I mean? don't. it's your job you get numb after but a you while you must like bring that fucking enthusiasm like enthusiasm is the wrong word but that no you it's the right word you got to you got to care about yeah. them you have to pretend to care on a level that's like absurd almost like, be excited to help like yeah sorry but like man you're in such good hands and like we're going to yeah. you know and it's just waves crashing there's always a new person and you have to just keep like oh I'm so sorry you know like and also looking yeah. at so many dead and then bodies, you know like and then they you? leave and then you have to go back to your cell phone you know what I mean like you know like you've shit to yeah, do dude sending animal attack videos yeah yeah you got to order from Costco you know what I mean and Fuck. then like in the middle of then Mid-box. oh somebody else just <laughs> lost their mom and you got to fucking pretend to you know Can, do you think do there's the a guy out there that's like they're coming in and they're, they're just crying and he's like I'm sorry just my Postman's got right. the wrong address. Yeah, one second. Exactly. No, you can't do that at all. I'll be outside. You have to immediately put it down. Just be like, I'm so like, but that's what you want to be doing because it's your job. Yeah, you know. I, yeah. All right. That sucks. Last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh God, this is so. This is so. <laughs> real question. James Lipton's not here. <laughs> that's what I would want to hear him say. Good news. James Lipton isn't here. Wow. Jesse Joyce, ladies and gentlemen, go get the book. Watch Kimmel Thank every you. night. Thank you. I love you, bud. Thanks, buddy. Thank it's you. Good to be here. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.